Did you know that there's going to be three Florida Gators in 2023 that benefit a ton from Austin Armstrong more than anybody else? We're going to talk about who those three are here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rittenwork, whole nine sports, Giants country of SI.com, NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And like I said, there are three Florida Gators who are going to benefit more than anybody else on this defense from the change from Patrick Tony to Austin Armstrong. And again, this isn't me saying that Austin Armstrong is better than Patrick Tony. We are never going to know how good Patrick Tony could have been because he was here for one year with not his players, did a hell of a job recruiting players, but that's it. So Austin Armstrong gets to play with these players, and a big benefit of that is that Austin Armstrong gets guys who already fit his scheme. Biggest winner here is what we'll call them, Princely Uman Mielin, because Princely, I said it. I was told in, in January I had people hitting me up that work in the NFL with teams that were saying, is Princely declaring because that dude was the best player on that defense last year, on the defense last year, not just the defensive line, on the defense last year. And uh, thankfully, Princely Uman Mielin is back in Gainesville for 2023. He is going to be a massive, uh, we'll, we'll say beneficiary from the change from Patrick Tony to Austin Armstrong, primarily because of Austin Armstrong's pass rush plan. I spoke about this before where Austin Armstrong is going to break out more stunts. And a stunt is, we'll say, Desmond Watson is lined up next to Prince Leumon Mielin. Obviously, Desmond Watson is inside on the interior. Desmond Watson is lined up between the center and guard, we'll say. Prince Leumon Mielin is lined up right outside the shoulder of the tackle. Desmond Watson, when he rushes rushes at a slanted angle kind of into the guard and tries to push the guard towards the tackle, try to make them collide a little bit, cause a little havoc there, while Princely loops back around Desmond Watson. Desmond Watson's pushing the guard. Princely Mamillan loops around and rushes, and he rushes from the interior there. That creates open rushing lanes for him. And let's say that this offense, in this hypothetical, let's say the offensive line, the center rotates over to Princely Mamillan. If I can get Prince Leumon Mielin in a one-on-one with a center, I'm going to take Princely 10 times out of 10, especially when he's got the space that Big Dez is clearing out for him. That's going to be a ton of help there. So Prince Leumon Mielin is going to have rushing lanes open up for him as a pass rusher because of these stunts. That's going to be a huge benefit there. Also, Austin Armstrong, 
blitzed on 40% of the plays in 2022, the Southern Miss. Eighth highest blitz rate in college football in the FBS last year. Do you know what that means? That means if I send five people and there are five offensive linemen, college, it's not super common to keep a running back in pass pro, and it's not super common to keep a tight end in pass protection. So if I'm rushing five players and there's five offensive linemen, guess what? That means there are five one-on-one situations. Desmond Watson, probably not going to be shedding that one-on-one frequently. Whoever is starting next to him probably won't be shedding that one-on-one super consistently just because there's not really a proven pass rusher on that interior right now. The Jack being Antoine Powell-Ryland, pretty good pass rusher. Whoever the middle linebacker is going to be or or the extra pass rusher is going to be, whoever that is, probably going to have a one-on-one and they're probably going to be smaller against an offensive lineman, so probably not going to win. But that leaves your your best pass rusher, your premier pass rusher, Prince Leumann Mielin, in a one-on-one with whichever tackle or guard he's going against because if the star rushes from the Princely side, tackle has to pick up uh, the star, guard has to pick up Princely, and similar to how I said it with a center, if I can get Princely Uman Mielin in a one-on-one with a guard, I'm going to take Princely 10 times out of 10. I think he's going to win that. So just the, the overall pass rush plan from Austin Armstrong is going to be more creative and is going to be better at creating these one-on-one opportunities for Prince Leumann Mielin to rush the passer and actually find success there more consistently. Not that the plan was bad with Patrick Tony at all, but it's going to be better for Prince Leumann Mielin under Austin Armstrong. Another main benefit there is that we talk a lot about creepers. You're still going to see creepers in this defense. With Patrick Tony, Prince Leumann Mielin dropped into coverage on 10% of his pass rush reps. So 90% of the time he was rushing the passer, which I'm cool with. You're probably going to see the coverage percentage drop to about 7.5%. Maybe even lower if Antoine Powell-Ryland ends up being pretty good in coverage. And then Princely is almost always going to be the rush man, which is what we want because, again, your best pass rusher should be, I don't know, rushing the passer. So Princely would get to do that. That's why this defense is catered perfectly to the skill set of Princely Uman Mielin. That's why I, I love it. He's going to be a massive winner. I know he's probably going to be licking his chops. You know that Patrick Beverly video where I'm not going to imitate it, but the Patrick Beverly video where he's licking his lips like a psychopath. That's probably Prince Leon Mielin looking at every quarterback in the SEC. And one specific quarterback in the Pac-12. And he's probably just licking his chops right now, getting ready to rush the passer. Because this is truly a defense that is going to allow him to pin his ears back and rush. And as a pass rusher, that's really all you're hoping for. That, like That's all you want is that opportunity. That's why third down, it's... Spin him back because we're running, baby. So Princely gets that massive benefit from Austin Armstrong, not just because he's more aggressive, but because he's more creative as a pass rush specialist. I know that I had somebody uh, comment, I think on yesterday's show, asking or just saying that they wish the pass rush plan or the blitz plan was more creative. And it's not, oh, we know who's rushing. 
believe me, you're going to get a very creative pass rush plan from this defense. So I, I, I'm just excited for it. I think that Princely is easily the biggest winner, but I also think that in the second level, there's a big winner here, and we're about to get to that. But first, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season has passed. Perfect time to download FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. And I, I know that I usually like to go, I'm going to bet on this thing today. Uh, I already placed my bets. I'm recording later than I usually do. The games are mid happening right now, but I got, I'm, I'm going to throw out one of my parlays. Okay. Uh, which one should I throw? Out? I'm going to throw out the one that I think is most realistic, which is not going to hit at all. Mikhail Bridges, 25 and a half points and rebounds. Aaron Gordon, 16 and a half points. Kyrie Irving, five and a half assists. Paul George, four and a half assists. I took the over on all of them. I don't bet unders. I don't like to bet on things not happening. So that's going to happen. I'm going to make a lot of money from it. So thank you so much, FanDuel. I appreciate you. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And I, I told you, there's a, a big winner at the second level, and I don't mean the secondary, which is something that has always frustrated me, that the second level linebackers, secondary corner safeties, drives me bonkers. I'm going to say that. But a guy that uh, I am assuming is going to be the starter, Shamar James, is going to be a massive benefiter because, again, Similar to the creative pass rush plan that Austin Armstrong will have for Prince Leumann Mielin, Shamar James gets a benefit from that as well. In 2022, Shamar James was used as a pass rusher 27 times. That's it. And I, I know that that's not really, that doesn't really give you context. 15% of his past defense snaps were rushing the passer. That's it. That's not a great number. That number is going to climb. Uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me right now, but Austin Armstrong's linebackers, off-ball linebackers, I believe rushed 28 and 19% of the time, respectively. So even if Shamar is the one that rushes less, it's going to be more than he rushed in 2022, as well as seeing an increase in snaps, whether or not he's the starter. Shamar James is going to play more in 2023 than he played in 2022, which again, I think he's going to be starting. Of those 27 pass rush reps, Smart James had five pressures and two sacks. I don't know about you, but if you tell me, hey, you're going to rush the passer 27 times and you're going to get two sacks, I'm happy with that. Like that, that's a that that's what I'm hearing. And I'm like, all right, that's great to me. Getting pressure on 18.5% of your snaps, getting a sack on 7.5% of your snaps. That's seven or eight sacks in a hundred pass rush reps. That's cool with me from an off ball linebacker. Hell yeah. I'll take it every single time. Shamar James also, by the way, one hell of an athlete. Uh, I, I don't even know how much it was, but there was the video of him lifting that went around. It either started going around on Monday or Tuesday. I saw it Tuesday. So I saw it yesterday, but my God, that dude's a freak. Like there, there's just no other way to put it. Athletically. He's a freak, weight room warrior. Like, like, and his best trait, I think, through 2022's film was probably 
I'm between two. It's either his great burst, like his quick first step, his quick fire trigger, or his attacking mindset, which go hand in hand. But when you're looking at an off-ball linebacker that's going to be used as a blitzer or pass rusher, whatever you want to call them, that's awesome to have. Gerard Davis, Florida Gators legend, of course, when he was coming out of Florida, the thing that I said I loved the most about him was his first step as a pass rusher. Shamar James has that same trait, except he's got more athleticism overall and the potential to be way better. So Shamar James is someone where I watch what he does, and I'm, damn, like he's good. Adding him to a defense that's going to allow him to rush the passer more, which again, 15, 15% of the time is not a bad percentage of the time to be rushing the passer. I don't want to give that thought. But a player like Shamar could rush the passer more and benefit more from that, given his athletic ability and his current skill set. So Shamar James getting the opportunity to rush the passer more frequently, I'm all in on it. A larger role that should lead to more opportunities, I'm all in on it. Not just more pass rush opportunities, but just playing in coverage more. Because coverage-wise, Shamar James is likely going to be working a lot. I think that you can look at Shamar James as someone who might be the spy, Whenever there's a rushing threat at quarterback, you might look at Shamar as your spy, similar to how Patrick Tony used Amari Bernie as a spy frequently as the will, because he's generally thought of as the more athletic one, quicker change of direction, quicker trigger to rush the passer there if he needs to do that. So you could see Shamar James take on a similar role there. And when he is asked to just play straight coverage, he's probably going to be asked to work either similar style to Patrick Tony as like a seam hook or flat guy. And when you work with that mindset, that skill set, and that athletic, that athletic ability that Shamar James has, and you let him get that room to roam in coverage, he's probably going to thrive. So honestly, I was neck and neck between putting Shamar or Princely as the biggest winner from this defense just because the skill set or, or the defense is going to work towards both of their skill sets so well. Like Shamar James, again, he's going to be able to rush the passer, not just more frequently, but with a larger role with more downs played. So he's going to get the rush, get to rush the passer more frequently and just a, a, a higher percentage of his plays more overall. He's going to get to operate just as a monster and as, as a one-man wrecking crew, like I said, 40% blitz rate from Austin Armstrong with Southern Miss. That number could go down a little bit more because it's like, okay, well, we have better players, so we don't need to mask that by blitzing. We don't need to mask our talent deficiency by blitzing more. That number could go up because you could say, oh, we've got quicker players. We've got better athletes. We're going to get into the backfield quicker. That number could stay perfectly the same. And he's like, you yeah, know, I just like blitzing this rate. Either way, Shamar James is going to benefit from it. He's probably going to rush the passer more often than 15% of his pass defense reps, which again, I have no issue with him doing it exactly 15%, but he's going to get to rush the passer more, and that's probably going to benefit him more than it would any other, more than using him in any other way. So Shamar James, a massive, massive winner. The final big winner here, Kamari Wilson. Uh, I, I know that Kamari is not someone who is thought of as a great cover man, you don't have to be a great cover man. Florida under Austin Armstrong, the coverage that they play the most is likely going to be cover three. You're going to see C3, great. Because when you have cover three, 
we're talking country cover three, the base cover three, when you click cover three in Madden, not, not cloud sky, none of those other ones. When we talk about just cover three, Kamari Wilson is likely going to be the safety that comes down from that two. Cause again, you're going to see a lot of two high shells. So even if you're playing cover three, you're probably going to see two safeties deep and then they're going to rotate over. So let's say this is Kamari and this is Miguel Mitchell. You're going to see Miguel take the deep spot and Kamari come down into the flat. That's fine with me because, I mean, obviously we know a safety that can do that well can be truly great. I'm not saying Kamari Wilson is Cam Chancellor, but he's generally the guy that we think about when we think of a safety coming down to cover three and being that flat defender. That could be Kamari Wilson. What about all the people who throughout 2022 have said, Maybe Kamari Wilson should play linebacker. Guess what? He's probably he's not going to move to linebacker. But cover three buzz is a thing that Austin Armstrong is going to do. That means that Kamari Wilson comes down into basically that linebacker hook zone while a linebacker shifts to the seam. That's also an awesome fit for Kamari because that allows him to play this, this uh, we'll say, pseudo linebacker role where he gets to work over that short seam. He gets to come down and hit people if there's an underneath pass. And he's also not given that deep responsibility, which I don't have a problem with him being given the deep responsibility, by the way. But he's not asked to do that, which is better for a player of his skill set. If you do ask Kamari Wilson to play more as that deep safety role, that's fine as well. Because guess what? With Patrick Tony and the Florida Gators quarters was like the bread and butter quarters requires you to have just an insane feel for the game. And Kamari, like a true freshman is not really going to have that frequently, but second year in college gives Kamari that benefit playing more cover three under Austin Armstrong gives Kamari that benefit because, and obviously I was not even the 1% as good as any of these people when I played. But when I played safety, cover three was my favorite thing to do because you get to roam that middle as the center fielder. I think it's easier to play cover three than it is to play quarters as the deep safety. It's easier to be the safety in cover three than it is to play in quarters because also with quarters, you have to be in sync with the corner and what you're doing. Obviously, you also have to be in sync to a certain extent when you're working in cover three, but less stress on that, less stress on the chemistry, less stress on the IQ for inexperienced players like Kamari Wilson is, and and still will be, by the way, he's still going to be inexperienced in 2023. He's just going to have more experience and a higher IQ, most likely if he's putting in the work like we expect him to. So Kamari Wilson working as a deep safety in cover three, easier than quarters in my personal experience and my personal opinion. So Kamari Wilson, guess what? If you're asked to play the deep safety in cover three, you can do that. I truly believe he could. And again, like I said, even as quarter, I didn't have an issue with him last year as a deep safety frequently. Like he, like there's that one play that I always, like when I think Kamari Wilson, I think Eastern Washington, he lit the dude up. The dude made the play still. So Kamari made a great play. Other guy made a better play. That's fine. But I, I think he can operate there. I think it's easier to play cover three. I think that if he's not the deep safety, then he gets to operate more in the box where plenty of people think he's going to be better suited for. 
or he gets to work in that flat defender, which again, like, like we know you can make a big impact on the play there, especially for colleges where, or actually every offense, they want to work more horizontally. They want to throw these wide receiver screens, these bubbles, these running back screens, these quick flats, all that crap. They want to run that to the flats and just get yards after catch. You got a headhunter in there like Kamari? Good luck getting by five because he's you. Then another thing that I think we'll see more from Kamari Wilson in 2023 than we saw in 22 was him operating as that star, that nickel role, that that slot defender, whatever you want to call it. Florida Gators, we call that star, right? Um, Or Florida Gators fans, we call that star. And the University of Florida calls it star. Could be, I don't care what you call it. But one thing that Austin Armstrong did was blitz his star somewhat frequently. I, I Again, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I believe Trevez Johnson was the leading star pass rusher, and he rushed the passer, I think, 3.5% of the time. Southern Miss's leading star defender rushed the passer like 12.8% of the time. So it's going to be a significant jump from how often the star rushes the passer. Kamar Wilson could be that guy. Killer mentality. Very good athlete, I think. Giving him those pass rush opportunities from star. Safety did not blitz often for Austin Armstrong. I'll need to look up the numbers for Trey Dean and Rashad Torrance, but safety under Austin Armstrong might have actually rushed the passer less than they did under Patrick Tony. But with Kamari Wilson, you can move him to star to give him that pass rush opportunity. And also something Austin Armstrong liked doing in 2022 with Southern Miss was taking his nickel defender and having him play deep safety, having him play box. He kind of rotated all around, whether that's more of a skill set of his person, whether that's more of an uh, indication of his personal skill set or Austin Armstrong's mindset, we'll see. But Kamari Wilson, killer mentality, aggressive mindset, being able to work as a box safety or deep safety is going to be amazing. Playing star occasionally and getting to rush the passer, it's going to be huge for Kamari Wilson. So I think he's another massive winner from this defense. There's other winners, sure. But the biggest winners, Prince Leamon Mielin, Shamar James, Kamari Wilson. No doubt about it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. For your second listen, check out Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with whole nine sports, GiantsCountryBestSide.com, and NFL 33, and I will see you all tomorrow.